The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. You know, I'm going to go through all of these side effects, but the truth is I love Hollywood. It just kind of sucks at us sometimes. G'day, I'm Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. If you've heard that intro before, you know where it was going, and I decided I didn't want to be depressed today. So welcome to the show. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda, who we will be uh, next week. We're going to actually pre-record the show because we are going to be live at his fight. You're going to run around in booty shorts, right? I, I don't hope. My goal is to not do a lot of running around. In fact, if anything, the other guy will be running. Why do you want the other guy running? Well, because it means I'm winning the fight. If I can scare him so badly, he's running around the cage away from me. I think I've done a good job. That said, I sincerely doubt he'll do that. But hey, it, it's, it's a chance at it. I don't think anyone's going to be running away in a fight. Like, you both decided to get in there and punch each other in the face. I don't know. We did have an event. I, I attended an event for my free MMA team before COVID hit and everyone left uh, years ago where there were there was this gentleman going for a title fight. And he's ready. He was big and buff and mean. And, oh, I would have been afraid to get in there with him. I think it was like a heavyweight fight. His opponent dipped like five minutes before they're supposed to go on. He just was not there. And so they're looking around like, okay, who can we get to fight this guy? All the fighters don't make, make the weight. No one's eligible. And they finally pick this dude out of the crowd. And they're like, hey, give you 200 bucks to fight this guy for a belt. This man, if you thought of like white trash dad bod, you're in the right ballpark. He had board shorts on. He walked up there with flip-flops, kicked him off, no t-shirt, beer gut hanging over the, the waistband of his shorts. And he gets in the cage with his little gloves on. He does not take a fighting stance. The ref says go, and he just falls into a fetal position. It's not running at first, but he's just he just falls and covers. And then his opponent just stands there and not to know what to do. The ref stands him back up, says go, and he runs away for a minute and then falls back into a fetal position. And the ref finally looks at the guy who's the actual competitor and just like gestures for him to hit him a couple of times. And so he does. One, two, and the ref calls the fight. <laughs> that guy has a belt now. So basically, the guy bought a belt. I un he was ready to fight. He unfortunately ended up buying a belt. <laughs> okay, he he was fair. very much there to throw down. Well, speaking of uh, somebody getting the crap beat out of them, we are now in the next week of Reverses Wade being overturned. Uh, Reverses Wade being overturned. Yeah, and they've done so much more since then too. It's just, this is one of the weirdest. I shouldn't say weirdest. Um, kind of expected given what happened when Roe v. Way was overturned, but it just seems so weird to me how separate the United States has become. It's a lot more states than I imagined, too. It was, if you look at a map of which it's, states are overturning these laws, shocking. it's far left and far right, 
sticking to it for the most part, but the center of the United States, ton of different states are changing everything up. Well, we're going to get into it pretty heavily with uh, Will Rollins next week. Okay. He's up for a congressional seat, and I actually really like him. But I think what caught me with all of this was I was speaking um, with my nail tech. Mm. And she's a young woman. She's out here in California. I'm not going to give her name. But one of the things she was talking about was the sense of betrayal from so many of the people that she cared about. Um, You know, her family came over here undocumented. And she was talking about, you know, while Trump was running and while all this stuff was going on, people she was really, really close to um, just jumping on these bandwagons and jumping on these, you know, fuck Latinos bandwagon mm-hmm. um, and how much it really crushed her and the fear of her parents being deported. And she was talking about, you know, now she's an adult, she's going to university, um, she's she's not as afraid anymore, but I could not imagine as a child being afraid of that. And then this poor girl, you know, has Roe versus Wade pulled and she has all of this stuff going on and it just made me realize, like, Gen Z's fucked. Like I'm, I'm a millennial. We are terrible. We're leaving behind. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is unfortunate, and I'm not, I'm not gonna exactly say, you know, we need to let every single person into this country, period, no matter what. But we did kind of hang a sign out there for them, like, give us your poor, sick, hungry, the huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really odd when you're like, no, fuck you guys, we don't want you in. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah, we do. Um, But it it definitely comes off a little bit ironic when you hang a sign like that, but we also have the populace that's saying, don't come here, go away, go back to your own country, we don't want you. But then I think there's also, it's, it's always... There's always that one ethnicity, that one type of person that we just don't want in the United States at a period of time. There was first, or I don't know if it was first, but there was the Chinese, there was the Irish, recently it's been the Muslim and the Mexicans. There's just always someone that we're actively against for whatever reason here or there. These days it seems to be women, given the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't get it. Well, why do you, this is going to be an odd one. Why do you support gay marriage? That's what they're going after next. Why do you support gay marriage? You don't want to gay marry anyone? No, I don't want to gay marry anyone. That's funny. I don't care. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not a supporter in the sense that I'm wholeheartedly like balls to the wall, gay marriage, gay everything. I'm a supporter of it doesn't fucking matter. It's none of my business. And I'll fight for that to the day I die. I'll fight to the day I die. The idea and the concept of it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Leave it alone. Someone else marrying another person who has zero impact on my life doesn't matter. And it's not necessarily them fighting for gay rights or gay marriage. More power to you. That's who you are and what you're doing. But it doesn't stop there. It starts with gay marriage, sure. But the concept behind it is invading on someone's personal rights and privileges because you don't like something about them. God forbid someone doesn't like me because I'm a martial artist and trying to outlaw martial arts because it's against the government or it's unpatriotic. Then I'm fucking you up. So I'm fighting for that concept right there where it doesn't impact me, doesn't impact you. Get off my dick about it. Okay. So why are you fighting for abortion rights? 
Same concept. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not having to deal with an abortion. I didn't get raped or get you know touched up on by a family member and have to deal with a child that I really shouldn't be having to deal with in the first place. Or I'm not the one who might die from an ectopic pregnancy or any number of things that can go wrong. Or, or shit, I just don't have to deal with a child that I didn't want in the first place. That's never going to be me. It's never going to impact my life. But you know what? It is going to impact someone's life who doesn't apply to me. And because they don't apply to me, because it doesn't matter to me, because it doesn't impact me, I should not have a say in what they do with it. Mainly it comes from religion anyways. People are, have these beliefs that, you know, what, what, what do they call it? The chi- it's, it's a child at conception or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's where, uh, life begins that's at where conception. life begins. It's really, really weird. There's... If I conceived something inside of a woman, pulled it out and gave it to you, you would fucking say ill and run away. You would not go, oh, that's a beautiful baby. I just, I, I, I don't know. I find the whole thing really, really strange, but I like the way, actually, of all people, Gen Z is dealing with it. Oh, yeah, they're the activists. They're the protesters. They're the ones out there doing something. I know. Our generation's sitting there eating fucking avocado toast. I'm sitting there eating popcorn, if it helps. Oh, my God, that doesn't help. And it's called skinny popcorn. <laughs> I actually really enjoy it. Okay, yeah. Now we've got another millennial worrying it's about his figure. What popcorn. is it? Worrying about his figure and Instagram likes. I have to worry about my weight for a fight. I feel like I'm a little bit more deserving of this. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I think it comes down to the difference is you have like millennials were like, we want gay marriage. Boomers are like, no. Gen Z turns around. You've got them like, oh yeah, hold my beer. It, what was it? You have, if a gender is fluid, a couple can be up to nine <laughs> people. Yeah. It's just be as open as possible mm. with whatever. It, it was, yeah, it's, it's uh, a couple can be up to nine people and all gender is fluid. And then you've got the boomers like, okay, we'll give you gay marriage. We'll give you gay marriage. Let's, let's yeah. just calm down now. Let's <laughs> like... not go too far. Although now we're starting to go back a little bit anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, yeah, I know. I was so proud of Gen Z. They're coming forward. They're talking about all this. And now on the plus side, you know, a gun has more rights than a vagina. Yeah, I like that. That's a good slogan right now. <laughs> my gun has more rights than my vagina, than her vagina. Do you have a vagina? Like, you just just said my vagina. I understand. I understand. Um, On a positive note, we recently, what was it, the first, uh, is it the first black woman to be elected to the seat of the Supreme Court? It is. Okay, yeah. Not that it's going to make any fucking difference. It's not, because it wasn't like we lost... uh... But my dad, when this all came down, he did call and say, congratulations, America now has the same reproductive rights as Iran, Afghanistan, and the UAE. So... That was fun. He did also text me and he's like, wow, how Victorian of all of you. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> if this happened in Australia, like, there'd be full on riots. You know, I, and I think that's something we should take notice of. And that is there aren't full on riots of this right now. There's just peaceful protesting. And I don't think that will change. I don't think people will start murdering one another in the streets over uh, it. I think and they I hope should. they don't. No. Okay, I... fine, they didn't. Oh, it's okay for them to do it on January 6th, but it's not okay for us. But that's because we're not going to that level. We are not going to create a national uprising and a, <sighs> a massive coup d'etat Look, I, I get all of this. Like, I'm very voter-wise. Like, I'm very fiscally conservative yeah. and very socially liberal. I keep trying to be annexed by the libertarians, but those people scare me in your country. Yes, every time I talk about my political view, they're like, so you're a libertarian? I'm like, please fuck off, you scare me. Yeah, that's fair. But I met a few nice ones, but it's the rest of your libertarians that are like living out in the woods eating bears. Not you, you, bear. One of your ex-cultists was a libertarian. Yeah, well, I like him. I like lots of libertarians. It's the weird ones I don't like. Well, actually, some of my friends are the weird ones. 
Um, you just don't talk about it. Yeah, right? it's it's no, I don't care. I just got politically here. I think there need to be laws enacted that basically say it is illegal to lie on the news. I'm just saying, that needs to be it. No, like the truth and advertising. But that's the point. It shouldn't be entertainment. Like Sean Hannity actually got sued for bullshitting and won, yeah, and won a lawsuit because he said no one in their right mind would actually believe what he says. I'm not kidding, guys. Google it. Um, and he has the right to say what he wants, but he doesn't have the right to call it news. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Um, and by the way, I love Rachel Maddow. Her too. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're, let's we'll, we'll all listen to Anderson Cooper. Um, or we need to just go back to Walter Cronkite. That's all I'm saying. When mm, everyone got their I, news I from the same that, place, yeah. you made your own decisions instead of making the decisions of what you're watching on TV. Completely. I watch Al Jazeera. That's the best way because it's just boring. Guys, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about rocks. Talking about rocks. We're going to be talking about rocks. Yeah, we are going to be talking about rocks with our good friend Ellie Knows Rocks and our special guest, Ethan Penner. He's having to read that. I'm just telling you guys, that's why the pause. He had to lean over and read rock it. Rockman Ethan. I follow, I follow Rockman Ethan. I'm just saying. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear that's going to be in the cage next week, Bear Fiora, and our very, very special guests, Rockman Ethan. And Ellie Knows Rocks. See? You use one with the one you know. (laughs) G'day, g'day. (laughs) So welcome to the show. We're going to hang a hard left. We were totally on politics, which was all Bear's fault. I didn't bring it up at all. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm telling you. Thanks so much for uh, having us on. Very, very welcome. So, uh, Ethan, everyone here knows Ellie. Ellie's been on a whole bunch. She's absolutely a fan favorite. So I'm going to start with you and say tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, on top of this being my first time uh, being on a radio show, I guess it's the first time doing anything like this uh, for, for geology communication. But, uh, yeah, my name is 
Ethan Penner. I'm a, I'm a geology communicator on uh, social media, uh, on TikTok and Instagram, but I just graduated this past year from Binghamton University in New York with my Master of Geology, uh, but I got onto the social media scene for geology uh, in 2020, in late 2020 in December, uh, decided to make some videos pertaining to breaking rocks open, and people seemed to like it. So I started out with a pretty decent following on TikTok, uh, a couple tens of thousands, and then this past year it kind of just exploded, uh, got up to 1.4 million followers on TikTok and about 120,000 on Instagram, and so... I've just been rolling with the with the punches, rolling with everything that I got, making videos with, about breaking rocks open. People seem to like them, and I'm just really excited for the future and seeing what it holds. I like that. Now, Ellie, I know everyone here knows you, but for anyone that's new, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? And then we have a bunch of geology yeah. questions. Oh. We're going to play with you guys. Of course. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Ellie Ringo from Ellie Knows Rocks. I am a TikTok and YouTube creator. Everything about geology, abandoned mine. Uh, just adventures in the desert. Anything that you think of about rocks, I can pretty much tell you about it. That and my rock identification has been something huge lately. People are constantly sending me more and more pictures because the rock identification apps do not work. So if anybody guys wants to send me those photos, you can do it at Ellie Knows Rocks to Instagram. And I pretty much will get back to you within a week, depending on how many speed that I actually get. But I absolutely love Summer's show. It's a blast. Uh, TikTok has been my friend. So has YouTube. So I just keep creating, and I absolutely love it. What's the most common rock people send you? Um, honestly, it's usually like ruddy-looking quartz. It's just something that has some iron on it, or it looks kind of funky, or it's mixed with something else, usually a pegmatite. And they're like, oh, what's the shiny stuff? Is it gold? And I'm like, oh, and I have to break their heart and tell them, no, it's just mica, and you've got some horn blend in there, and it's just rusted quartz. They're like, but, oh, is it rose quartz? And I'm like, well, shit, no, it's, it's just rusted quartz. So oh, my, my most identified one is quartz. But I get a lot of meteorites, too, people thinking they have meteorites when they're not exactly. But, you know, they go through some tests, so they get to do some home geology, which I think fascinates them, and uh, they learn a little bit of something at the same time. No, I think that's awesome. Uh, this one's actually for both of you, so feel free to decide whoever's going to go first. Uh, why did both of you decide to get on social media and start teaching? What made you want to hop on the apps and give your knowledge to a wider audience? Hey, back to start. Um, uh, basically, growing up in, you know, in middle school and then on to high school, I didn't learn a whole bunch of earth science or geosciences. I kind of had one earth science class and then went on to environmental science, but I didn't really know that I wanted to do geology until basically the start of college. Um, and also people seem to kind of not really take it seriously. They say, well, it's an easy kind of science. You're just learning about the earth. It's not like chemistry or, or physics where it's, you know, hard math. Or, but that's the thing that I learned about in college, that it really is. You have to know a lot of that same stuff that other scientists teach. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I kind of started doing this because I, I wanted to help people understand um, why why the Earth formed the way it is, what, what its history is. And that's kind of what inspired me because when I was young, I, I picked up rocks at a young age. I, my uncle set me down with a box of rocks when I was young, and, and he's one of my inspirations. And I, I really just want to show people what they're missing out on because a lot of people just you know, message me sometimes and say, you give me the inspiration that I had as a kid to you know, pick up rocks, look at rocks, you know, see and try to understand what they were, but I never really capitalized on that. And so... 
by breaking open the rocks that I'm, I have in my videos and by showing the minerals and, and teaching people how, what they can identify in their own backyards, it gives me a sense of pride to say, well, it's not like I'm saying, here's how you find gold, here's how you find diamonds. I'm saying you can still find these amazing crystals that you might not have learned about in your, you know, your physics class, your, your chemistry class. And you can, you know, like Ellie said, you know, people send in quartz sometimes, but for some people that's enough to know that they found quartz and they say, well, I never thought I could find these cool crystals. I like that. I don't think the Big Bang Theory did you guys any favors either. I think they <laughs> labeled you the dumbest of the sciences. I'm just saying. Like that, that being said, oh, yeah, I, wouldn't totally. pass, I wouldn't pass it. A lot of my friends always talk about this. Big Bang and, and Sheldon Cooper not being a fan of geology and slandering geology. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's the whole thing that me and Ellie are doing where uh, Ellie and I, we're, we're just trying to persuade people and say geology is a very tough area to master. And, and if you can understand how how the Earth formed, it's not necessarily just looking at crystals, it's looking at, it's understanding how the Earth got to be how it is and, and how it's going to keep changing over time, you know. And that's something we should know as a people who live on the Earth. Well, yeah, but there's a whole movement, I've been texted by them when I said I was having these two on, they want proof that the Earth is 6,000 years old. I was legit texted. That's... Oh. We'll get into that in a sec. Yeah. Ellie, Ellie, why did you... <laughs> We'll get into the, the questions I've gotten having you two on so far. It's been special. Um, awesome. Um, well, I, I really love science, and I always have since I was a kid. I've always loved rocks and minerals, and it was a thing that I did with my dad. But, uh, you know, there's a big faux pas still about women in the sciences, women in geology, women in mining, and girls that are growing up of certain ages or you know, going through changes in their life, they don't think that they can be a scientist or they don't think they could get into geology because maybe their looks or maybe, you know, they don't fit a certain standard. And so I wanted to empower people. You know, I, I love showing off geology. I geek out on anything. Um, I cut open a rock and I flip out where somebody is like, oh, that's great, it's a rock. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. There's all of this massive crap that's going on within this rock. Let me explain it to you. And I wait for their eyes to glass over and then I stop. But <laughs> at that same time, I know that I am telling them something that they didn't hear before or they might not know existed. And I love sharing that with people. I love teaching them. I love empowering people to go out and do what they want to do. And sometimes it's not just geology. They just they see me doing what I love, and it gives them the strength to go, you know what, I'm going to go do what I love too. She loves science. Well, well maybe I love this branch of something else. And you know, it's all encompassing about, you know, we're going to track back to Ethan. Thank you for saying about, you know, how the earth formed and what's going on. It is a constant change. It's like a droplet of water on one rock, watching it day after day. It's not really going to change. That same droplet of water hundreds of years from now is going to make a giant groove within that rock. And that's what our rivers and our lakes do. And that's how our earth changes very rapidly, actually. You know, you, you talk about like several hundred thousand years in geologic time. That's a blink of an eye in comparison to the time we actually need to form rocks and for our earth to change. But it happens slowly, but it can happen rapidly at the same time. You know, it's just mixed levels of stuff there, hopefully leading into your, your next question. But I, I love sharing with people, and I love showing people my passion, and it's resonated with people, and it, it gives me strength. It gives them strength. So it's a win-win. You know, I have a question. I, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I, I'm one of the people that I that I was talking about. When I watched her videos, you know, I – I followed her a while back, and, and her, her explanations of all these rocks. Since I'm, I'm, a, I'm a relatively new, newcomer to the geology world, having 
graduated recently from college, but watching her explanations kind of made my interest peak, and watching all other geology communicators is what inspired me. So, you know, watching your videos, Ellie, just really got me inspired to do what I do. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad. I'm going to ask you guys, uh, one of the questions we got when we had you on, we got we got a few of them. One of them was, uh, do you hate God, and why are you saying the Earth is older than 6,000 years? So that, we're not going to oh, go no. that trend. Yeah. <laughs> but how old is the Earth, and how can you tell? Well, they're, um, our oldest minerals, um, I think they're 4.2 billion years old. And they've tested those in a variety of areas, and mostly it's based on their half-life. Um, the, there are minerals all over the world that they've tested. Um, you know, they, they coincide, they, you know, correlation is causation in this case. And so with that half-life, it's, it's, kind of, it's math. It's, you, can't, you can't cheat math. You can't say, well, you know, two plus two equals three. That's never, ever going to happen and through dating things like that, we know that, you know, it takes X amount of time for certain pressures to work on certain minerals in order for them to form. It takes a certain amount of time for a mineral to reach its eutectic point in the ground, which means its cooling point where it actually starts to form a crystal. That time cannot be sped up. However, I'm going to revert back real quick. I do believe in God. I was raised a devout Christian. I believe that my parents still think that the earth is 6,000 years old because I was raised on the Bible. I'm not saying that I don't believe in God at all, but I'm a true believer in science. And you cannot say that these scientific theories that have proven this are wrong because they've used the materials and they've used all of the knowledge that they've gained throughout the years. I mean, even plate tectonics, when they figured that out and they're like, oh my gosh, there's a whole mess of crap going on underneath of us that we knew nothing about that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years old has been moving us around. So you can't, you can't negate that. If people want to get godly and say, oh, this is how long we've been here, I was like, okay, well, the earth was here for billions of years. doesn't mean that people were here for billions of years, but the rock that we're standing on currently was. So people need to wrap their head around that and not get holier than thou, because I get bitched at that quite a bunch from different people. Why do you think people find uh, science such an antithesis from religion now? I, uh, this is supposed to be a really light interview, and this is where we've landed. We have like three minutes to a break, so I promise it'll be lighter <laughs> after this, and I will tell everyone on Twitter to stop. <laughs> so why do you think those two um, oppose each other so much? Well, the people that believe the Bible, um, even though if they really look it up, there's like 300 books that never made it into the Bible. But those people are, they're very devout Christians. They say, this is when it happened, because this book told us it happened. And they're so wrapped up in what those people said. It's like a cult. Um, I don't believe in organized religion. I believe in God. I think it's two completely different things. But you, they believe that the flood is what carved everything on the earth. It's why we have fossils at the top of hills, and it's why we have you know, the oldest basement rocks or these giant unconformities like they have in the Grand Canyon. And they truly believe that the flood is what created all of this. And the earth, you know, it, you can't carve the Grand Canyon in 40 days. Um, it, it's just, it's not scientifically possible. Um, that, you know, I know that the ground is supposed to 
split and fissures were supposed to, you know, with water fling up out of the ground. That's what you know, created a lot of these things, but you know, science has proven it. And I don't know why there's such a giant disconnect other than people in religion don't want to believe that science exists because then it breaks their entire mindset. So if you believe something your entire life and someone says, well, here's the science to prove it, you're going to go, uh, I'm rejecting your reality and living in my false brain. And I think that that's the biggest thing is people don't want to be told that they're wrong because they've believed it their entire lives. I can see that. Yeah. Just going Ethan, off that, like... Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to touch the hot potato or do you want to run? Up to you. <laughs> you know, I, I tend not to... A lot of my, my followers and, and people that I know ask me questions like this all the time and, you know, relating to not on the scale of, you know, religion and God, but, you know, with people who believe that crystals have energies and, and all that, uh, you know, information... I tend not to talk about it that much because I can't talk about it. And obviously, Ellie, you know, you have a better standpoint because, you know, you, you do believe in God, and I'm, I'm more agnostic. I choose not to, to worship. Um, but, you know, I think a big part of it is is taking these courses in either high school and earth science or taking them in, in college, and people don't really have that opportunity all the time. So if they did, I believe that if, that if they could have that opportunity, they would be more accepting of it. But when you're just telling them online that the earth is – older than 6,000 years old, they'll be very defensive, and they'll say, well, no, like, you don't have any proof. What is your proof? But if they had to prove mm-hmm. themselves and they were able to learn it, it would make more sense because it's hard to have a whole college course in, in just one video that we produce. But, you know, I never want to, you know, um, make people or belittle people on their, on their beliefs, but you know, there's so many ways to prove that the Earth is older than 6,000 years old, not just with the, the oldest rocks, but, you know, with anthropology, with archaeology, things that are older than 6,000 years old that they could also learn about. Mm-hmm. I, I love that the exactly. scientists are all polite about it, and I'm sitting here like, are you fucking stupid? Why did you text me this? Um, That's so Jesus Christ. Christ. I, I try to be more polite, and Jesus you know, Christ, I, I, I try not to engage like that because I, I don't want to you know, argue, and but that- sometimes argument is necessary. And that's why you guys are far more popular. That's why you guys are popular online. We are going to go ba- go to break. When we come back, we are going to be chatting to Rock Guy Ethan, Ellie Knows Rocks, and, of course, my co-host, Bear Fjorda. Right after this, we, we've got questions about from flat earthers. We've got questions about Ellie's boobs. Sorry, Ellie. And uh, whether Ethan's okay. single. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> oh, my God. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. 
That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and from the angry comments, I have a, a quick correction. It is Rockman, Ethan. I hear you. Please don't come at me. I will, I will, I will throw bear at you. I've, I've Welcome heard back. <laughs> Welcome back. No, I'm kidding. You're, they're, they're funny. Like they're, they're, they're supportive and strong and love you, but funny. I like them. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, guys. We are on with Rockman Ethan, and we are on with Ellie from Ellie Knows Rocks. We have a whole bunch of questions <laughs> to go through, and the first one we're going to start with, because I said we would before the break, and I got a lot more of them, is, is the Earth flat? Can you prove the Earth is flat? And are you stupid the Earth is flat? Those are different variations of the same comments you guys have gotten in so, so far. So I'll hand it over to you too. Wow. Has anybody ever been on a boat? That's what I would love to ask <laughs> them. And have you, like, been on a plane? Or And actually you can see the curvature of the Earth from a plane. It, 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 we have a South Pole and a North Pole. We have gravity. We have <laughs> – the, the Earth isn't flat. There's, there's so many different scientific theories that prove that the Earth is not flat, plus people that have, you know – have you seen the Earth from space? I mean, you, there's, there's very definite. We are we are roundish. We're not completely round, but we are roundish. We so. <laughs> yeah, like I, I recently went to to Iceland and I got to go on a plane for like the f- first time in a very long time uh, after COVID. But I, you know, saw I witnessed the curvature with my own eyes, and and plus, you know, it's, you know, like you were mentioning with with gravity and the poles. These are things that a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily get to learn about. That I talked about before with, you know, college or, or high school classes. But if you look up a lot of resources that aren't, you know, I guess biased towards flat Earth or biased towards saying flat Earth is so wrong, you know, you can just see that there's uh, there's photography, there's there's you know models that are produced that people want, don't want to mislead you about this stuff. They just want you to know the truth. <laughs> I like that. All right, we have questions, and I'm going to do, like, ten questions, and whichever one of you shouts out the answer first wins, okay? No wins. And we've got I'm some giveaways. So we'll do this. Guys, bet on who you think's going to win. We have giveaways from Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. Uh, we have gift certificates for to Aspen Mills Bakery as well. So... Write in. Tell me who you think's going to win. you got to have this time stamped before now. And I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. First question. Who is the father of mineralogy? Is that a word? Mineralogy? Oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> I only know some. You know, I know a couple of people. I, I know James Hutton. I know Charles Lyle. But I don't even know if either one of those are the father of mineralogy. My, my professors would be screaming at me right now. Can I just say okay, it was some what guy? is the Earth floating on? 
That's the question. What are mantle? (laughs) (laughs) Who's the titan that had to hold up the earth in mythology? The Atlas? Oh, 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 that dude! We're floating on Atlas. Ellie, how big are your boulders? That is a legit question. Oh my gosh, really? (laughs) I'm a 32D people, leave me alone. (laughs) Okay, what uh, is... Periodic. Why is uh, why is periology important? I don't know what any of that means. I'm just saying words. I don't understand what, what did you the word P E petrology. P E petrology. Oh my. Oh. God. Oh, petrology. <laughs> that's the study of crystals underneath a microscope. I mean, that's that's like little, literally the study of mineralogy, but very very small and and thin sections. Okay. Why is it important? I guess it's because it allows like, us to see mineral structures together and assemblages. It's very, very important in economic geology. It's more in depth than than your your standard mineralogy course. I'd say it's. I took it in college, and it was just basically looking at microscopes the entire time and learning about how these things form in a greater detail. Yep. How do you know how old the Earth is? Half life of minerals. <laughs> Ethan, are you single? I am single as can ever be, yes. Okay. <laughs> I am not going into some more of these questions because they just get ro- uh, worse from there. So what we're going to do instead is I'm going to ask you guys, if you could teach someone one thing about science, what would it be? Apparently the people that wrote these questions because either they were way smarter than I was or they shouldn't have been writing questions at all. I would just teach them to go out their back door and take a hike. Like, and, and I don't mean that in a, like a, a derogatory uh, version of like, you know, Get taking a hike. Out yeah, of but I'm like, is this in the response yeah, to all no. the questions? Because that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> Climb up a hill. Go out and touch the dirt yourself. See the changes. Look at a road cut. Like just right outside your back door, you'll learn so much about the earth. I guess going off of that, it's, you know, a lot of the same stuff, but knowing that the environment that you lived in, that you live in today, is dramatically different than how it was millions and millions of years ago because the Earth is constantly changing and it will change in the future. So you might have lived mm-hmm. in a shallow seabed, you might have lived on top of a, a huge mountain. So looking at resources to find, you know, the types of minerals you can find, the types of fossils you can find, it's very easy to access. And that's kind of like what we try to do as geologists. We try to say, hey, geology is great. Here's why you can find these things all around you. All right, one more controversial question, and then uh, just funny ones. Is climate change real, and can you tell looking at the Earth? Oh, boy. Oh, hell yeah. That's a tough one. (laughs) Sorry. I guess, you know, obviously we're not climate climate scientists, we're geologists, but paleoclimate... I don't think anyone knows the difference. Yeah, paleoclimate is a huge part of geology, at least in in my uh, subject matter in college. I took it as a class, and understanding how the Earth has changed over millions of years, and and you could see that, yes, there were periods of great warming and and great cooling with the Ice Age and with, you know, great warming events, but the rate at which the Earth is warming today is just totally not recorded in the geologic history of time, and and it's not explainable, or I guess it, it can't be explained by natural occurrences because it hasn't been modeled for the past. And so this is something we haven't seen before. We should take it very seriously because 
the only thing that's changed in that time from then to now is us. Yeah, we're, Interesting. At the rate that people are using our resources and polluting, there's no geologic record of the evidence of change as rapid as it is now. If you look at uh, how our poles move so rapidly, right now we're actually headed back to true north. Two, um, no, three years ago, we were veering so far away from true north, it's absolutely insane, but that's due to, like, our ice caps melting. That's due to the currents in the ocean that are cooling off the wrong currents and warming up the wrong currents. And so that entire effect out there, in, you know, because we're covered with mainly water, that affects our Earth huge and greatly. It affects our storms. It affects why we have droughts, uh, why we have hurricanes and these giant catastrophic events. And it's because our oceans are warming up so rapidly and being flooded with fresh water. And we don't have enough salt water to actually sustain the life that is our macro or micro life that's in the oceans that's providing a ton of our oxygen. It's providing, you know, the, the rain and the way that things move. It's changing so quick. People that deny climate change, they literally live in a box. Because you can go out, uh, you know, five years ago, the weather was drastically different five years ago than it is today. And that's just in such a small amount of time. Do you think, I know I said I'd move away from this, but this isn't the audience questions, this is mine. Do you think uh, the fact that the United States is moving away from science and education is being... um, almost uh, vilified to a degree, somebody being too smart, everyone's kind of getting more, uh, just, just moving away from science, do you think that is having an effect on people's worldview? You know, I think, I think that a lot the next of it, generation is going to be a real sad. I think a lot of it's just basically, um, it, it's tough, because I try not to think of it as people want, you know, it sucks having trying to have a positive outlook on things, because when everyone's, you know, when there's hysteria and you want to find some silver line to things, I like to think that it's not having to, you know, say, oh, well, things will be cheaper if we do this. It'll spend be so much money if we try to save the environment. Like, yes, it will be a lot of money, but in pl- on the plus side, we'll be alive. We'll be better off than we were if we didn't. And, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's heartbreaking to, to know that, you know, there, there are laws being put into place that, that limit our ability to preserve the environment and, make it harder to, you know, capture emissions and, and protect forests. Um, but I think a lot of it, the stuff that I've seen on the social media is that there's plenty of good going on, too, and people are not giving up hope to save the environment and, and to do good for the world. Because if it did, I feel like we'd be in a much, much, much worse place. Models are, you know, that predicted the global temperature to be raised by 6 degrees by our time now are, have been reduced to 3 degrees, and I think they'll continue to, to decrease and I think there's plenty of good that's still going on. I think we just need to keep up the fight because as long as we do, there will be, you know, a world to live in in the future. Well, it's a shame that we have to fight in the first place. Um, I'm going to go back just a second and ask, Ellie, you mentioned something that I didn't know about and maybe some of our audience members here don't know either. What is True North and what's its significance to us? So You've never touched a true compass. north is actually the, the true declination of north. And so when we're talking about, like, core samples in the Marianas Trench, about the poles swapping from north pole to south pole every, you know, so many hundreds or, you know, tens of thousands of years, we actually have true north 
And right now, I think that we are, what, 16, roughly 16 degrees off of true north. And so if you're looking at your compass and you're actually to have, like, a map that says this is actual north, your compass is going to be off if your declination is set on it to be almost 16 degrees off of true north. And that's because our poles move, um, and it's due to our core. And, you know, it's, it's due to the metal that's inside there. No, we don't. We're, it's not hollow in there, people. Um, we actually have a molten ball of metal that's, that's moving around in there. But it's due to things that are moving and flopping. A lot of that has to do with our atmosphere, climate change, um, things that are completely out of our control, our atmosphere. And with people, the more pollution that we have, the more that, you know, the more the planet decides to warm up. And if we don't kind of snap back out of it, we'll start to wander even further. And so pole wandering, if you should research that, it's actually a fascinating topic. But don't go down the rabbit hole to the flat earth thing because it can be really bad. But I, I, have to, I have to say, she said molten core, and I'm like, so the Earth is essentially a giant Benoit ball. It's it's just yeah. hot metal covered in a petri dish of heat and moisture. Okay. Yeah. Hey, to either <laughs> the one only of rocks you, that are solid are the rocks and the crust. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> all right, it's good to know actually, because I had a very interesting question to either one of you. If I wanted to tunnel to the other side of the world straight down the middle, what's something I nope. would encounter that would hang me up? I swear to fucking God, you need to stay offline. <laughs> Literally. You'd you know. die. You'd just die when you hit the mantle. <laughs> My hang-up would <laughs> be Ethan. death. I love Ethan can't get a word, and he's like, these people are crazy. No, Ellie's 100% right. You know, she knows so much more about all this stuff, um, but you would not be able to pierce the mantle because we've tried to. I mean, unless you could uh -huh. bear the the intense temperatures and pressures as you drilled further into the crust, um, you would not yeah. even pierce the crust into the mantle because people have tried mm -hmm. before, people have failed so many times. And I'd say if you got past that and you were able to, uh, you know, they did in the movies. They had some some sort of representation of oh, going the through the mantle. I love that movie. <laughs> it's such a great movie. I love I love the, the you know, the, the attempts they make at, at making the science somewhat feasible, but you know, drilling through the mantle and drilling into the liquid core and seeing the, the huge diamonds floating around, that, that has no real, at least to my knowledge, it has no real um, uh, uh, substantial substantiation to it. But, you know, you're not going to get hollow earth. You're not going to fall into a, a massive, you know, port or anything. You're not going to find dinosaurs, but Damn. you just won't be able to pierce it because the mantle is impossible to, to pierce and drill through with the technology that we have now. So when my mom yeah. told me uh, to go out back and dig a hole in China, that, like, was not true. She, she lied just to wanted me. to get rid of you, uh, dude. Dude, she was just wanting you to want... get out of the house. She was bored You're of you. 25. How do you not know that by now? I trust my mother. <laughs> All right, mama's boy. Now, guys, I do have to say to anyone listening, if you listen to Rockman Ethan and Ellie from Ellie Knows Rocks, that is proof as to why we need to put money, more money into the science in school, because then you end up with kids mm -hmm. like these. And if you don't, you end up with bear. I'm just saying. Um, guys, I've hit people for the last 20 years of my life, okay? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about literally anything else, I am dumb and I, dense. I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying, Sugar. They need Bring to. This is why. It's real. Brain damage is real. It's proof they need well, to put more money on the side. That, that's the geology mindset that I always try to, to, to go for. That's right. Say, I like that. <laughs> 
isn't the isn't there a Godzilla temple at the center of the earth? I'm so disappointed. Yeah, no, that was that was our sound would be awesome. <laughs> that was our sound engineer. I'd really like that if there was, though. Guys, I want to make a quick shout-out because we are getting to the end of the show. Please make sure you are following Rockman Ethan and you are following Ellie from Ellie Knows Rocks. I know if you like him, you'll like her. If you like her, you'll like him. So everyone just get together. It'll be like a big social media orgy. Um, thank you very, very quickly. <laughs> I, I need sleep. Uh, to Social my co- media orgy. Yes. Okay. Well, all three of you are like really creators. It works. <laughs> I, uh, um, I actually do have one more question on my end. We only have about two minutes left of the show, so you better be quick. That's fine. I'll suck up all two minutes, actually. Oh, God. Nobody wants to hear from you. They want to hear from them. Uh, if you're either one of you, what do you think is the future, not just for you, but for the whole geology communication world? Where do you guys go from here? Up. Ethan? Oh, I was going to let Ellie go if she wanted to go, but I think, you know, it's, it's a big world, a big world of social media that's constantly changing, and I'll try to be quick on this, but, you know, I always want to inspire people to, to go out and break rocks and film it, and, you know, I love seeing the videos that they tag me in, and I know Ellie probably has the same thing with sending, you know, pictures of rocks and identifying them, so I think the future is as we inspire more and more people to do this, it'll inspire more people to go into the geosciences, it'll be just an exponential curve, and hopefully the world will be taken up by scientists and hopefully more more geologists that just take over social media. I agree. More people learning science, less people punching people. No offense, Bear. Um, guys, please do make sure you are following Rockman Ethan and Ellie Knows Rocks. Guys, we have about 30 seconds each. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the audience? Ellie? Guys, always, always just go out there, believe in yourself, believe in self-manifestation. If you want to do it, just go do it. I don't care what it is. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like. Go do what you want to do. Follow your dreams and don't look back. Exactly. Never be afraid to break open that rock that you've always wanted to break open. That's my mantra. You know how many parents are going to get really upset because their kid came home and they're like, but he said open it. I'll take all the angry complaints they want. <laughs> like, do you care how we break the rock? Does it have to be on the surface Nobody's of the punching earth? Rocks. Does it have to? Be... <laughs> Listen, I wanted to try it. <laughs> Bear has a fight next week. He's been punched a lot. My apologies, guys. Next week, you can break it over someone else. <laughs> did you hear? The, did you hear the silence that followed that comment? Uh, Brain guys, damage is next... real. Brain damage is real. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you hit them with a rock. (laughs) Fair enough. Next (laughs) week we'll be on with Rollins talking all things political. Bear has his fight. Please make sure you are following Ellie Knows Rocks and Rock Guy Ethan. Get smarter. Rock Man Ethan. I've said Rock Guy Toy. Oh, my God. His people were so angry last time. They're going to be so pissed at me. Rock Man Ethan. Make sure you're following him. I follow him. This is the worst part. Guys, thank you very, very, very much for joining us. I know you where to find, know where to find us on TuneIn BTS. You know where to find Bear at Bear Fjorda. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks, Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.